Hi, I'm Pastor Jack Wilson, and this is You Think? Well, today I want to talk to you about how not to divorce your missionary. How not to divorce your missionary. And this is a true story. A missionary is someone who has been called by God to go preach the gospel, usually to a foreign land. It is recognized in the Christian community that the missionary needs financial support to keep them operating, of course. Paul spoke about this in many places, as well as calling out the Corinthians, who promised a year before to support them, and but never did. It is not necessary to confirm the fact that God uses individuals as well as churches to support the missionary in his work, but how far does that commitment go? Now, I want to tell you, there are people out there that says the missionary should keep their mouth shut, not complain about anything, and just go on with life as it is and depend on God. Well, I, de I do. I depend on God for everything. But, but things get me upset. For example, if you see a dog get hit by a car, you might, you might feel horrible, especially if you love dogs like I do. You might feel horrible. You might yell. You might... You might say something to the driver. Why, why were you speeding? Uh, you, you know, you have a reaction. You don't say, well, God is going to take care of that. We know God is in everything. We know that. But we are people. We have feelings. So we have a right to react. When people agree to take you on as a, as a missionary, they're making a commitment to you. It's like being married. All right, they're saying uh, we're going to back you up as you go into the mission field so you're able to take care of yourself and you're able to bring the gospel to that place. Now, I understand uh, if a church is losing money and it's going broke for whatever reason, and don't ask me why churches go broke. I, you know, I have a funny feeling about that, but uh, that's a different story. But if they're going broke and they contact you and they say, listen, uh, we have a problem. Uh, we have 50 missionaries. We're going to cut support by $10 each one because we have a problem. And you can understand that. Even if they, if they cut you evenly, if they say, you know, we're going to take care of each one of you, all right? Or we're going to keep the 10 that we've had all these years and the newer ones we're going to have to cut in half. All right, I understand someone like that. Here's a here's a uh, a letter I got the other day from a former supporting church. I first had to to Facebook, email, and leave voicemails on their phone until I finally received this response. Now I was calling them to find out where's the money it has been coming in. So I get Brother Wilson. I received your message concerning support over the last three months. We sent a letter to you or your missions agency, they didn't know which one, about our need to discontinue support. We have had to make some unfortunate adjustments to our missions budget. We apologize for this inconvenience and we appreciate your understanding. It has been our privilege to partner with you over these years and we pray God will continue to bless and use your ministry sincerely and I left out the name to save a embarrassment to the offending party now here's my response brother 
XXXX. I never received such a letter. Additionally, the blank Baptist Church and Pastor Blank made a commitment to support us. In the eyes of God, it resembles a marriage commitment. Could you imagine a man sending his wife and children a letter saying, I'm not going to support you any longer? Be warm and be fed. So-and-so Baptist has a huge amount of missionaries that they support, and I am sure that you have not cut them all. How did you make your determination to cut us off? Now, they had over a hundred missionaries. <coughs> we saw that this missionary would uh, ministry with five fifty per month to support our home, our family of four, and to build a church and outreach. It goes... It went very slowly. It grew to where it is today at about $1,200, or should I say $1,100 per month. Now that your $100 is gone. Does one or more of your missionaries work on such a budget? This is an honest question I'm asking them. Is one of your, does one of your missionaries work on such a low budget? I can almost guarantee there's not one missionary out of the hundred that had a budget like mine. I go on to say, I have a 21-year-old car that I have to repair at least something on it once a week. We cannot even afford to walk into a McDonald's. Yet with all that, we have brought the gospel to thousands of people. Every adult in our church is well-versed in the presentation of the gospel, and even most of the children. When you go door-knocking with the church, do you see your children squatting in the road, presenting the gospel to other little children? How many churches can claim that? We are in the poorest of the poor areas of the Philippines, where the infamous Payadas dump site is. Hundreds were killed there when the landslide rolled over their makeshift houses some years ago. That is the life for these people. We show them Jesus by teaching them academics. Some of these children are in classrooms with 80 other children. Our children excel in their studies. We also teach English so that they have at least a future working in a coal center instead of digging in the garbage. We do not just tell them, God bless you, be warm and be fed. We do it. I could go on and on, but if you had looked at our websites or went to a photo website with over 20,000 photos, and, and now I think there's many, many more, or went to our updates on our church site where we have documented every single month we've been here since 2006 to the present, you would have already known that the mission has done the job you asked us to do. That's right. When you said you supported us, you actually took us on as your missionaries. We sent you a letter once every three months, but even more so, we sent the monthly report by email. How many do that? So I really need to know, how did you make a decision to cut us? You could have reduced everyone by three quarters or even one half. Why would you cut off your poorest people? I might add this, if there is a problem now with attendance, it is not because you are a bad preacher. I heard one of your sermons. It was pretty good. Ironically, it was about what a good church was, and in it you described ours to a T. The problem lies in the connection between the man and God. 
Only you know what will repair that. We will survive. The only reason I'm writing you this letter is to show you that how you make decisions are cruel and unjust. They affect people. They affect the missionaries and the people they serve. Did you know that the food my children eat comes from our supporters? Your decision is without care or concern, and I really do want to reply to find out how you made your decision. By the way, I know missionaries don't usually tell others what they think. I do. I believe if Paul was here, he would tell you a lot more. Love God and your church and let God build it. He will. Needless to say, as of this posting, I have received no response from the pastor. Now, I could understand that there is a financial problem, but the question still exists. How was the decision made? There are famous missionaries who have tons of support, and if I checked, I can almost guarantee that they were not cut. So someone determined we were not relevant and just cut us. Let's look at his meager response once more. I received your message concerning support over the last three months. We sent the letter to you or your missions agency about our need to discontinue support. They sent me a letter. He's not even sure where he sent it. It shows that he has no idea who we are or has any concern for us. It sounds like a Dear John letter. It goes on to say, we have had to make some unfortunate adjustments to our missions budget. This is what our missions budget was reduced to. Plain and simple. We have had to make some unfortunate adjustments. We are now the result of an unfortunate adjustment. It sounds like chiropractic gone seriously awry. We apologize for this <coughs> inconvenience and we appreciate your understanding. I always hated this insincere, canned statement. We apologize for this inconvenience. When my internet has been down for three weeks, I hear from the company that is not inconvenience. I paid for a service I did not receive. That is robbery. In the case of the church, which promised to support us, and our budget depends on that support, the inconvenience may mean less food for the kids or some other inconvenient factor. Remember, when your budget is 1200 per month and is cut to 1100 something terrible has to give. We appreciate your understanding. Understanding of what? We are confused. We are hurt. We're disappointed and perhaps a little jaded, but we are not understanding. You never told us why you cut us. With probably over 150 missionaries, why us? Was it because we had the least money and were the least relevant? Tell me again what you have told us that we might understand. Did you call and ask for our opinions or prayers? Did you ask for us how it would affect us? Does this for a moment seem like a Christian organization dealing fairly with another one? It has been our privilege to partner with you over these years, and we pray that God will continue to bless and use your money, use your mission, ministry. 
And then we get the old, be warm and be fed. It could not be clearer. We were just divorced and no reason given. You know, when you break up with your wife, or you break up with your husband, which you should never do if you're a Christian. But if you do that, there's got to be a reason. You cheated on me and I can't, I can't make this work anymore. Or I just don't love you anymore. You, you, you've, you've been too cold to me. You're, you're too tied up in your job. Okay, you got a reason. You get some closure on the deal. But this was, we're cutting you. Nothing else. The church will suffer and that will be it. I only pray that the way they treat others will, will be the way that they are treated. Finally, the last word sums it up. Sincerely. I do believe this church does not have a chance to survive if this word is really how they feel. They are sincerely determined to divorce a poor church with many children. You tell me, tell me your opinion. Was this right or wrong? When we go and present our case before a church, we may show a video, we'll give an extended uh, a speech on the work we're planning on doing. Uh, the church either says, we can help you or we can't help you. And if they say we can help you, we're going to depend on that. Many people, and we didn't do this because I don't believe in it, but many people go on deputation depending on the money that they get from these churches. The church says, okay, we agree to give you this much every month. All right, and once they hit a certain level, they believe they have enough money to go on the mission field. And so the church is basically saying, we're guaranteeing you this much money so you can survive. And they wouldn't have gone on the field until they reached that level. So your money is part of that. <clears throat> How can you disconnect a missionary? <clears throat> there's, there's only a couple of ways of, of disconnecting a missionary. One is uh, that missionary is not doing anything. You see, you don't get any letters from them. You don't get any information from them. You don't see anything coming out of their mission. And you, you probably should send them a, a warning letter saying, uh, we haven't seen anything from you, and if we don't see something soon, we're going to disconnect our, our agreement. Understood. That's not a problem. Here's another one. The church is going broke. Now, why is the church going broke? I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I, I sincerely believe if it's sincerely a church of God that's doing everything it's supposed to do, it should not go broke. But that's an argument we can we can make on either side. But truthfully, churches go broke. And so they write you a letter and say, listen, uh, our church is going broke. We have 50 missionaries. We're going to cut everybody in half. That's fair. Uh, we're going to give you two weeks, two months notice so you can try to prepare. That's wonderful. This is a, a godly way of doing it. Alright? And when we get back on our feet, we'll be glad to uh, go back to the original amount. Uh, wonderful. That's, that's great. So, why can't they do that? Why do they just not tell you anything? Three months go by, and you, you know, you hate to ask because uh, 
it's just a, you get a funny feeling asking. But finally, you ask them after three months, they said, oh, we sent you a letter. They didn't send any letter. They said either you or your mission agency. Well, we didn't get any in the Philippines. And the missionary, I happened to be the president of the, of the mission agency. And I know what letters we get. So we didn't get any letter there either. So I, you know, I don't want to call anybody a liar, but if you say you did something and there's no evidence of it, how maybe we could say in a suspected liar. But the truth of the matter is, you don't send somebody a letter saying we're cutting you off. No reason. Don't tell you how they come to that conclusion that they're cutting you off. Did they cut everybody off? You know, that would have been nice if they said to me, we had to cut everybody off because we just broke. Okay, I understand that. Thank you very much. God bless. I hope you do well. We will pray for you. Okay? That's what they said to us, right? We say it to them too, and we'll be sincere about it. When we sign it sincerely, it will be sincerely. We will pray for you. But that's not what happened. They just kissed us off and said goodbye. When you're on the mission field, one thing you learn, and if you don't learn that before you go to the mission field, you're not going to do well. No matter what happens, look up. God will always supply your needs. We had one person giving us $400 a month, and he ran into problems, and he had to stop. $400 a month, stop, just like that. That's a big nut. That's one-third of our budget. Right after that, somebody gave us 200 a month, and somebody else gave us 300 a month, and we wound up getting more, $100 more. God will fulfill your needs. Just depend on him, and don't sweat it. When you start sweating it, when you start saying, Oh, Lord, what am I going to do? He says, Well, if you're depending on yourself, go ahead and try it. If not, sit back and relax. I'm in charge of this operation. God bless you all. I hope you got something out of this. And uh, if you have something to say, my address is 7101 at USA.net. That's 7101 at USA.net. Uh, write me an email and let me know what you think. God bless you and keep you until the next time.